Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. I'm back and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass. That's how it's done. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to Rob and Slim Interviews with Rob. Sports, am I right? And Slim. What about politics? Internet Radio's Finest. Rob and Slim Show. Hey, this is James Dermond calling. James, how you doing? We're live back with author James Dermond. Hey, how is everybody? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. How you been, dude? It's been a few years since we had you on, right? Yeah, yeah. It was back in 2017, and I took a break from writing to uh, finish uh, developing a business that I was working on, mm-hmm. and I ended up selling the business right before the pandemic started, which uh, turned out to be a good thing, and now I'm back yeah. at writing. So. That's what I was going to say. I'm That's lucky. like a perfect yeah. like <laughs> s- scenario, well, you man. Did turn out- yeah, I mean, I was at the point where I could either invest a lot more money in it and grow it, or or sell it, and um, I ended up selling it. Um, I got the last payment in June, uh, two thousand nineteen. So nice. six months later, all this started. Wow. Yeah, because I was you know, go- I was wondering up. why it was so long between the books. So that 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 is a valid excuse. <laughs> yeah. That, well, the, the, thing, the the business just took a lot of, up a lot of time. I couldn't write really consistently and then work yeah. on the business. Had you had like just, ideas while you were right? running the business though that you like jotted down? Had you had like stuff that came to you that you you would go back to for writing? Well, no. I mean, uh, last time I was on, I, I re-listened to the uh, episode on YouTube of when I was on last time. I do have a lot of stuff uh, kind of outlined, you know, for years worth of writing. So I just got back into the. Uh, th- this new collection, these uh, six stories are just things that I already had ideas for. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, they're kind of outlined and I just had to write it. it. It took me less time to write this than the first volume. And then I'm assuming the third volume is going to be out in, in April. That'll, that's probably going to take less time to, than the second volume. Nice. So each book cool. I'll get faster and faster. Cool. Cool. So there'll be regular production going forward. So it is. It is uh, Doorways to the Unseen 2, and it's Six Tales of Terror and Suspense. That's right. So, yeah, and then the other books that I had planned, uh, they will come out uh, sometime this year. So I just, uh, you know, I wanted to be consistent with getting out volumes of the Doorways to the Unseen series. I decided I'm going to do 12 volumes of the series, two per year. Uh, The first volume each year will come out in April. And then the second volume will come out in October, and uh, I'll just keep doing that until I reach 12 volumes. Nice. So it's over the next, uh, what is that? This is the third volume in 2021, so you know another five years cool. of, uh, of, of this short story series, in addition to the other things that I'm working on, which are full-length novels. Nice. Have you had uh, people uh, over the years, too, messaging you, uh, wondering where... Uh another yeah another book was coming yeah i mean i'm surprised at how many people 
do you remember me? <laughs> I mean, after that long gap, uh, you know, I, I've gotten messages on uh, Facebook, uh, not a, well, on Facebook, but also mostly on Twitter. I'm really active on Twitter, and uh, I've gotten emails just asking me what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, the people, the, the first volume is still selling. That's what I was going to ask, if it, if it consistently sold during those years, too. That's a, that's a great yeah. thing to see. Yeah, so the thing is, I had 30 reviews. Somebody just deleted one of their reviews, so now I'm back to 29. But I had 30 reviews for the first volume. And, um, you know, people find it on Amazon. They find it on other platforms. Nice. And, um, you know, th that's the thing. Over the four years, I was still getting sales, and I was still, you know, being noticed by the reading community, by my readers. That's awesome. So, uh -huh. um, you know, the, the second volume... Um, it didn't get as much attention. I think it's harder to reach people now on Twitter. You get that impression? It's different. It's definitely a different space than it was. I was just yeah, talking to uh, somebody the other day about how you used to be able to discuss like much more cooler topics and all, and now it's just politics. Well, it's just the, re much. the reach is, is not as great as it used to be. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of free traffic uh, four years ago when I released the book at the end of 2016, uh, you know, in October uh, during October 2016, I still connect and, with uh, like most of our but, guests. But now there. it seems like they've really tightened how much free traffic you can get. They want you to pay for everything. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I still like I, I reach out to most of our guests on there, so it's still the best for for that kind of a thing. But yeah, as far as like daily tweeting and stuff, I I don't even look at it as much as I used to. And when we're on breaks, I just don't even don't even go on there. Yeah, so I mean that's the thing is that um, I, I did a lot of, of sales through Twitter and it's not as, as so much as it was now. So I'm going to look at other platforms, yeah. you know, other ways of reaching people. I think probably email marketing is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I was something say, that you, you can't really. Um, nobody can shut it off. You know, like if Twitter changes their rules or Amazon changes their rules, you know, it doesn't affect your email list. Yeah. Were you going to ask something, something? Yeah. I don't know if you want to discuss it or not, but I was just kind of curious to what your uh, your business was. Oh, IT services. So okay. uh, I, was a, I was a network uh, technician for 12 years. <laughs> so why did you sell it? You just wanted to go back to writing or... Uh yeah, I mean, I was thinking, I was, I was at the point where it's a, it's a really challenging business model, you know, where you're on call 24 seven oh. and, um, the, uh, you know, I, I was looking at expanding and it turned out that it was a great idea that I didn't, I live in Colorado, which has, uh, you know, have, you know, a tight lockdown and, um, it's really affected the businesses here, but I was looking at that or just trying to make a, a go of this writing business. You know, so I decided to sell the business to a larger company. They have offices in uh, Denver and Chicago. And uh, then I started getting back, getting back into writing. It was hard to get back into writing. You know, once you break your writing habit, it's yeah. really hard to just sit down every day and write again, as I found out. <laughs> so that's why it took a while. I, <laughs> I thought I'd be more productive than I was. But, um, but yeah, I mean, now I'm back into it and uh, I, I can knock out a book pretty quickly. So. What are uh, what's one of your favorite stories from from the book? Oh, from Doorways to the Unseen Two. Yeah, um, the one that I am going to read uh, today, and then uh, the other one that I, I mentioned to you that I thought about reading an excerpt from was The Devil's Garden. My editor thought that those were the two best stories. So the the thing in the cupboard is the one I'm going to read from today, 
And then uh, The Devil's Garden um, is the longest story, and it has to do with Haiti in the 1930s and smuggling, and it has, it's about voodoo. Nice. But, um, cool. That's an awesome but it's, uh You know, it's kind of a really involved story with a lot of uh, supporting characters and things like that. This is the simple, simpler story. I can kind of give a summary of it and then just read part of it. Nice, yeah. Definitely, because I did. I read the thing in the cover. It was it was awesome. I I did want to go back though, and I I want to read the Devil's Garden. I do want to read the rest of it as well. Yeah, I mean the the so far I have gotten a good response from it. It's just that it wasn't the, the I got a surprise response from Doorways to the Unseen, the first volume. I just kind of threw it out there, and you know hundreds of people bought it right away. And you know I got invited on your show. I got invited on other shows. You know, the uh, the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights podcast did the audio uh, version of three of the stories. You know, they just, uh, you know, jumped on it right away and wanted to do it. They were really excited about it. Yeah. You know, so it's just that um, I think it's people were more active on social media then, so it was hard, easier to reach people. And then I guess I was just in the right place at the right time. And, you know, but I'm going to have to make more of an effort to reach people this time, I think. Even though this is this is a more polished book. You know, I used a different editor, you know, who helped me, uh, helped me with the whole writing process. And, you know, this is, this is more of a professional book than the first one, even though the first one I thought, I thought was, you know, up to the standards, but this is, you know, the result of me, uh, you know, working on the publishing process. But, um, so far I've had to like do more work to reach out to people. Yeah. Yeah. To get them to notice this. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, yeah, whenever you want to go, uh, James, uh, I'd love to hear an excerpt from the thing in the cupboard. Okay, so I'll just give a quick summary of it. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like, almost like a young adult story. Um, it has to do with a, a young boy and, um, you know, he's about 12 or 13, and uh, his parents have died in the recent past. His, his father has died that week, and then a year before his mother died, and his a grandmother died in between that time. So really the only relative he has left other than his aunt, his, uh, his mother's sister, is his grandfather, who is kind of a strange figure living out in a farm, uh, like in a rural, you know, rural Massachusetts by himself. So I never mentions this Massachusetts. It just, I just kind of imply where it is. So uh, they leave the funeral, and uh, they end up driving out to the country home, the, the farmhouse of the grandfather, and uh, already has a strange feeling when he arrives at the farmhouse and, and sees the place, and it's very isolated, you know, out in the country. And um, his grandfather tries to feed him this kind of strange mash that he has in the refrigerator, and he doesn't want to eat it. You know, he's starting to suspect something's wrong. And he uh, goes upstairs while his grandfather goes out to the farm uh, building to do some chores. So this is where I'm going to start out. The old man opened a side door and then disappeared inside the dilapidated building, closing the door behind him. The windows of the single-story structure were entirely boarded up, so grandfather's activities were now inscrutable. Jeremy scanned the area around the farmhouse visible from his window. There was a stone well with a moldering bucket dangling from a rope and rusted pulley not far from the front porch. It sat by itself in the open space near the fields, probably a relic from the farmhouse's early days. There was running water in the house's kitchen and bathroom, so the old well was likely dry now. Feeling a sudden pang of hunger, Jeremy's stomach grumbled audibly. 
There must be something to eat other than that weird goop, he thought to himself. He looked out the window again. Grandfather didn't appear to be coming back to the house. He must still be in that rickety building doing whatever. Jeremy decided to search the kitchen for anything remotely edible. The floorboards and stairs groaned as Jeremy hurried into the deserted kitchen and opened its bulky refrigerator, an appliance from a bygone era. Alongside it was a large wooden cupboard built into the kitchen wall. He inspected the packed shelves, finding only sealed plastic containers full of the gray mush, a jar of dill pickles, and one stick of butter in a tray. How does Grandpa live on this stuff? We're going to have to go grocery shopping tomorrow, Jeremy decided. Bringing the jar of pickles to the kitchen table, he opened its lid with some effort and speared one with a fork, lifting it to munch hungrily on one end. From behind, Jeremy heard a slow creaking sound coming from the hanging cupboard above the kitchen countertop. He turned his head while still facing the table and, out of the corner of his eye, saw the cupboard's door open. Still holding the impaled pickle, Jeremy turned and stood in front of the open cupboard. The interior was quite dark and surprisingly deep, extending farther back into the walls of the kitchen than its contours would suggest. A shape shifted around in the shadows, huddling at the back. The thing breathed, the sound nasal and rasping. You must kill your grandfather, Jeremy. The creature spat in a sinister tone. He is planning on harming you tonight. You must push him down the well outside once you have the chance. Wide-eyed, Jeremy put a hand over his mouth and peered into the depths of the cupboard, trying to make out the creature. It seemed to be a hairless rodent of some sort, about the size of a large cat. It was too dark to see more than that. Jeremy stepped forward, more curious than afraid. Stop that! Don't look at me! The creature hissed. You must stay back. Jeremy froze and then stepped back toward the kitchen table, putting his fork down. What are you? he said cautiously. I am the rightful owner of this house. I can say no more than that. The creature pronounced, its voice grating. Now close the cupboard door and do not say a word to your grandfather about me. You ignore my warning at your peril. Not, know, not knowing what else to do, Jeremy shut the cupboard door and went back upstairs to sit on his bed. Was that real? Jeremy asked himself. It had to be. There is something genuinely off about this place and about grandfather. Maybe that horrible thing is telling the truth. Jeremy jumped up from the bed and peered out the window once more. He saw grandfather walking back from the decrepit building, a bucket full of something hanging around his knee. The sun was beginning to set, its red glow lighting up the landscape around the farm. Jeremy heard the farmhouse's door creak open and the sound of a heavy bucket being put down somewhere in the house. Jeremy, came his grandfather's voice. Come downstairs and join me on the porch. Let's watch the sunset together before it gets too late. So that is the scene right before the action starts, basically. Yes. Where Jeremy realizes that something is really wrong with the house and with grandfather. Yes. I loved it. I loved the taste. I did want a little more, uh, in like backstory to the mash though. The mash was like the creepiest thing to me. Well, what do you think the what do you think the mash is? I don't know. After reading the story, I think I think the the W the W were uh, word. Kind of. Okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, you're guessing right then. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, it, it's clear awesome. after you after you get to uh, after you get farther into the story, it's clear what the mash is made mm. out of. Okay, okay, yeah. Good, good. I was wondering. I was like wondering if I missed something or if that was uh, accurate assessment. Cool. Yeah, my my editor thought it was a funny story. You yeah, know, it kind of has like a 
you know, an 80s, like, VHS horror-type vibe to it. Almost, and, they, uh, uh, what was that movie? You ever see uh, They Live, which was, uh, was it They Live, or... That What's was the one where they were... Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Mm-hmm. They were... uh, what was the one? It was like where they were eating the neighbors. Oh my god! Uh, that was uh, I know this Body Snatchers. Was that what it was or no? That's uh, a similar. You mean Parents? Oh, I don't remember. Parents. That. It's from 1989. It's a like a black comedy, and Randy Quaid is in it. It might be where they're the, like they're the, every every night you see this like awkward like family dinner and they're just eating miserably and it's, it's just it ends up being like a paste of people or something that they were cooking. <laughs> it, I, I, well, it's not, it's not. I'll tell the audience it's not cannibalism or anything like that. It's, no, it's no. pretty. It's pretty gross once you realize <laughs> what it is. I mean, it, the, the idea is that. It's a build-up to uh, what you find out about grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but oh my god, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to go back and look up that other film. Uh, I think it, uh, no, they live was Rowdy Piper. That was like yeah, he had some special L- glasses. He <laughs> yeah, he had some stupid glasses. It was still a good movie. <laughs> I still love that one. But yeah, this other one. Oh my gosh. Uh, James, I want to ask too. What are what are some of your biggest influences writing? Either other authors or or uh, where do you draw a lot of your inspiration yeah, from? Yeah, I, I mentioned on the last show uh, when I was on a while ago that like a doorway to the unseen is partially based on the Clive Barker's Books of Blood. You know, it's a, it's going to be a a series of uh, you know short stories in in volumes, and actually one of the stories um, in the next volume, in volume three, is partially influenced by one of the stories. Cool. The, actually, it is the Books of Blood story. I have to ask real quick because I actually, weirdly enough, I was at a friend's house and I noticed that his girlfriend had a copy of um, Books of Blood. And I was like, oh, it's really cool. Was Midnight Meat Train in Books of Blood? Because I kind of remember reading that. Yeah, from I, I think Blood. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, cool. I, I, I fucking remember. love that story. <laughs> I mean, I've read the story and I've seen the, the, um, the film. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember if it is in Books of Blood or not. I haven't looked at that in... Uh, quite a while it, i think it might be I, I have to look i didn't open the book and look through it but i was like oh i read books of, i i read uh meet midnight meat train and books of blood nice. but i'm probably wrong i want to ask too james i saw I, i'm pretty sure i saw you tweet about uh did you tweet about Candyman recently i might have uh i've been doing a lot of like one tweet movie reviews okay you know to keep my uh twitter feed active yes and um you know some of them actually get tweeted around and you know uh shared everywhere like i i uh let's see one of the ones that i did a while ago um i did uh i review i never saw phantasm the 1979 um horror movie you know the independent horror movie and uh, it's kind of a science fiction movie i did a tweet about that and that got shared all over the place that got about um almost 3,000 impressions, wow. <laughs> which is good these nice. days. Yeah, that you is know, good. I, I don't even get, look at that anymore. crazy number of impressions. I, yeah, like a, I, I, I actually have to do look, look at my impressions because I have not looked at that in a while. I just didn't know if you saw, did you see the preview trailer for the new Candyman? Because I was kind of excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I will probably eventually see it. You know, I'm pretty busy right now. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I, I I did like the first Candyman movie because uh, I think the new one will be coming out. I think in twenty twenty one. It's uh, uh, Jordan Peele. Yes, right? yeah. I was gonna say Peele is doing it. So it, does, it looks really cool. It looks like a cool uh, take on the movie. 
Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll probably eventually see it. I'll probably wait until it is out on video. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I feel so like... I, I did a tweet, though, uh, right, around, uh, right around Christmas about Pet Cemetery. I watched that over uh, Christmas. And that got a lot. Of, that got shared all over the place. Nice. Um, also, about three. That, that seems to be the cap. About three thousand impressions. And uh, I watched Pet Cemetery. I hadn't seen it since it came out on VHS. You know, a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I watched it, and it's actually scarier this time around because I realized something about the story. Cool. And uh, you can check out the tweet. I, it's a, like a four-part tweet where i explained the, the secret behind uh, pet cemetery nice yeah no that makes me think like i should go back and rewatch some of those older older movies well the thing is um i don't know i never noticed this the first time when i was a lot younger uh when i saw it is that um the the evil spirit that comes back and haunts the family and ends up uh, killing them is zelda like from the legend the, of zelda <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember rachel's uh his, her terminally ill sister that had uh, uh you know oh. that was bedridden yes so um there's there's a number of clues that that's that's the case is that oh, the cool. evil spirit that's inhabiting uh gage's corpse is the baby's corpse is zelda so they never outright say that but they hint at it i like that it's cool. yeah they hint at it repeatedly that's why i think it's, it's more than just because when uh right when gage uh is about to kill rachel uh, he appears and he's wearing the same blue dress that Zelda wore. Huh. And then also you see a painting of a child with a gray cat that looks exactly like Church wearing that blue dress. And it's in the it's in the house where Zelda died. Nice. So Is, there there oh. are multiple hints that 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 the Wendigo actually brought back Zelda's spirit to inhabit and um, inhabit Gage. Nice. And then kill the family. <laughs> I never caught that the first time. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't recall that either. I will have to go back and rewatch that. James, yeah, we'll watch it. I think it, it's. A, I saw it on Tubi TV. It might still be there. Cool. You know, they, they rotate through movies. So. Yeah, I got that that app when uh, we had Jamie Kennedy on last season, and he had a comedy special that was only on on Tubi. So they do have some cool stuff on there. Yeah, I mean, it's they do have quite a selection. There's a lot of old horror movies I haven't had time to watch. You know, it's it's from, stuff from the 70s and 60s and 80s. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of, uh, that era. You know, and then they have some premium stuff. I saw Sinister on there recently. Nice. And uh, do you remember Sinister? Yeah, our buddies in that. Steve Coulter is yeah. the uh, priest in yes. <laughs> Sinister. Yes. I, I've not seen it, but I do know that he's in it. Yeah, I think it's actually part of the Conjuring universe. Yes, yeah. you know the same the same people that are behind it. Yeah, nice. And somehow related that. to that, and it has that feel. Cool. You know, it has the same feeling as the Conjuring universe movies. Well, James, would you write any other genre, or are you strictly horror? I, I have written in between volumes one and two. I wrote a science fiction story uh, for a sci science fiction collection, um, and it's called the Unearthly Gardens. And it's uh, it's in a Metamorphosis Alpha Volume Three. So uh, if you want to check that out, I, I wrote it. I know a sci-fi author, and he invited me to write a story around, you know, about this generation ship that's lost, and um, all of the all the stories in the collection are somehow related to what's happened on the generation ship uh, since it um, since it uh, went off its path and is now adrift. And the people on the ship don't realize they're on a ship. 
Cool. So I, I wrote a short story that it's still a horror story. Actually, I was just going <laughs> to say that's it's a definitely, it's that, definitely science fiction. Yeah, those are two genres that can definitely coincide. Yeah, and then I'm I'm thinking about writing stuff in the mystery genre too because um, the first story, um, one of the I'm sorry, the second story in Doorway to the Unseen Volume One, uh, Grandfather's Cane. Uh, that is, you know, it's really a mystery story. People weren't even sure if the supernatural part of it was was real. You know, they thought it was just entirely like a, a murder story or a mystery story. Cool. And um, the prequel to that is in volume two, and it's called, um, I can't remember actually, what is the name of it? It's called uh, A God in a Grotto is the prequel story to Grandfather's Cane that's cool. in volume two. And that's that's also a kind of a mystery story. And the people that have read it in both cases, they weren't sure if um, there was any supernatural element to it at all, you know, if it was in their minds or uh, if it was really there. That's a really so that's cool... Something, that's uh, something that I, I... Apparently, I have written two mystery stories so far nice. without realizing it. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a cool like uh, bit of feedback to get. Like I wasn't sure if that was just in somebody's head or really going on that's cool yeah so and yeah so i mean the two of the stories i've written so far could fit into the mystery genre you know that have like kind of a supernatural element to them i think they're supernatural stories you know they're horror stories but other people read them and thought they were mysteries nice so. nice awesome james thank you so much for talking to us man it's been great having you back on yeah i appreciate it and um yeah i can come back on whenever you want me to um, you know, Volume 3 is coming out in April, and then some other books are coming out uh, later this year. Definitely, man. Yeah, definitely keep in touch and let me know. And uh, where can everybody find you? Yeah, everybody can find me at jamesderman.com, J-A-M-E-S-D-E-R-M-O-N-D.com. And then also they can find me uh, on Twitter. I have uh, 45,000 followers now, which doesn't mean as much as it used to. It you know, still impresses me. <laughs> but, but still I still, impress have, me, I still have a large, engaged audience. Big number. You know, and yeah. I, I interact with people on there. Yeah, that's that's the coolest thing is, is the interaction. Thanks a, again, James. Have a good one, dude. Okay, you too. Thank you. Take care. You too. We will be back in a few with comedian Anthony Rogers from The Anthony Rogers Show. Rob and Slim Show, we are back with Anthony Rogers from the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How you doing, right. Anthony? You are a comedian and, like I said, a, ho a ho the host of the Anthony Rogers Show. How long have you been doing the show for? On um, the show, a couple of years. It started like a radio show, and now it's a podcast. Yeah, that's. I was just telling Slim on break, like that's exactly. I, I was like, he does exactly what we do. Yeah, we're like twins. <laughs> Twinsies, what uh, you do a lot of interviews too, dude. You had uh, Doug Stanhope, uh, Alana Evans. You had a lot of great, a lot of great guests on. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. How do you uh, reach out to them? Is it primarily online, or do you know them from from outside the show? Depends on the guest. I just ask everybody if I want to, and then, then sometimes I know. You know, it depends on the guest. Nice, nice. Well, uh, who has been one of your favorite interviews? Um, I interviewed a cat one time about about nine eleven. That was probably the best one. Nice. <laughs> what was the cat's thoughts on nine eleven? Yeah, how did the cat feel? Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of meows to say about it. I don't know. Yeah, he was but, very disturbed. Just like a meowing cat. I interviewed him about nine. Like, what are your thoughts on nine eleven? I'm like, 
he was like, he was like, nah. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't understand that uh, 9/11 was orchestrated by the government to invade the Middle East to put in an oil pipeline. Like he didn't even get it at all. No, he was just wondering if you were going to feed him. Yeah, <laughs> or stroke him. <laughs> yeah, he's super selfish. <laughs> Fucking cats, they don't get it. They don't get our yeah. Our non-cat world. <laughs> Our non-cat world. <laughs> oh man! And how did you, how long have you been growing the beard, Ant? Because it the beard is totally majestic and impressive. I, I appreciate that. I just started the um, last week. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh man! How long are you doing comedy for, though, Anthony? Um, a couple. Of years, I guess like six years now. Wow! See, I figured you'd been in it for like a long time. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Because right. yeah, I started like 2014 or something. Like I was out on a comedy tour or something. You've had like and basically a huge. Here we are. Here we are now. Yeah, you have a huge. You're you at one point. I feel like I, you said you had over a million followers, correct? On Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get I get deleted for uh, sharing Mark Zuckerberg's address because I was like, I was like, this guy shares all of our information here, says. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's a cool thing to get deleted for. That is that's <laughs> the best thing to be deleted for. Yeah. <laughs> Justice. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your payback, you fucking piece of shit, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and people agree. People were sharing the fuck out of it. That's why. That's why I got they're so pissed. I think because like it was it was blowing up, dude. I was just like I was like this guy shares all of our information, sells it to other companies. Here's his address. Here's his information. And then just like sharing it, hell. And then like they deleted it or banned it or whatever. And then I brought it. I made it a meme. <laughs> I just made it a fucking meme instead of the words. And then just like got pissed and deleted my account. How did you get Mark Zuckerberg's uh, address? Yeah, that's the the best yeah. question. I was like, I watched this documentary on like uh, the CEO of Google and Mark Zuckerberg, and this guy just like shared his address in the documentary, and then it was like like outside his house, like Mark, what do you think about this? And like just like Mark Zuckerberg just like ignoring him, like going for like a morning walk or something. Like he didn't the address was in that documentary. And after I was fucking called, it was some documentary I was watching. I I hope all he got was like glitter bombs. I hope people just ordered glitter bombs to his house. Like he just ripped yeah. open an envelope and just glitter. Just everywhere, like, oh, God damn it, God damn Anthony Rogers. He, he, he probably just <laughs> bought a new house and the next day moved into a new house. So yeah, like, yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, I'm rich, I don't have problems. Jokes on you, because <laughs> yeah. now I got a new mansion. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps getting like fact checked email to him. <laughs> uh, that's great. I wanted to ask you, Ant, what's the craziest thing that's that you've seen go down either performing or seeing another uh comedian perform live uh, another comedian um one time okay one time i was in like uh california somewhere like i forgot i forgot i was that doing a show and like um i sat in the crowd and booed everybody before me just being an asshole i was just like in the crowd just like in like the first comedian and i'm like boo this guy sucks just, like fucking people and i like, turned the crowd on the comedians and then like the, the people in the crowd didn't know how it was going on so i was just like beginning comedy and shit and um and it and um and then they call my name like last or second to last or something. I get up from the crowd, just go up there and like I'm like sorry about those other guys. I'm like Dude, they're getting so fit. Like the comedians are so mad, and the crowd was just eating it up. Like it was pretty funny. I just like did an entire set about everybody before me sucked. <laughs> nice. So, like, I tried that. I I, had a, I got fucked over. I went to an open mic years ago. I was supposed to be up, and I never got called up because I I missed some meeting or something. But I tried that and. 
one of the managers came out and was like, you can't heckle. You can't heckle the other comedians. Uh, we, we don't tolerate that here. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny, dude. It's just, it's just fucking hilarious. Like, the concept of it is, like, anyway. Yeah. I guess it depends who you are. Like, if you are a big-name comedian, you could heckle the other comics. I feel like Chappelle could you. just do that. He <laughs> yeah. could just, like, throw things up, up at the stage. They wouldn't, they'd be like, all right, it's Chappelle. <laughs> Yeah, she'll just like tell stories like a grandpa now. He's just like, yeah, I used to be funny, guys, and like, here's a story about when I used to be funny. Like, he's, like, he's like, get your hilarious, and now, now he just like tells stories. Yeah. He's like, uh. he's like back in my day, like, <laughs> like oh, fuck, that's like how he sounds to me. Oh, who are some of your either current or past favorite comedians? You guys are my favorite comedians. Oh, thank you. I'm and flattered. As are you. That's. That's how we do it. <laughs> the three-way tie between myself and you guys. Yeah. Yeah, well, Slim is Slim's the lower one. Uh, yeah. I have a funny character. I mean, he, he, give me that. He's fun to laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. What do you have planned for the next show, Anthony? Do, do you have a, a plan? Or do you just roll with it? For what? A plan for what? For, for your show. Like, what your next episode do you know what you uh, have in one, store? After this, I'm doing the um. I got I got a JFK assassin. after I after the show I'm on yours. Uh, in about thirty minutes after your show, I have a JFK assassination episode I'm doing with like a a writer who talk. He's going to talk about like how like a bunch of shit like that with his assassination. So cool, cool. It's more than we're doing. Are you into it, or do you just want to like make jokes the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I didn't even think about that angle. Like, <laughs> I'm actually, I, I found some interesting shit. I just wanted to, I just wanted to kind of like do some different shit. I've been interviewing a lot of porn stars, and I'm like, I need some depth. Like something I could talk about, you know, and not not, not porn stars. I'm just saying, like, too many in a row. I'm trying to fucking like get like some other show, like to where I mix it up a little bit more. Mix and it up. Going to space. Yeah. Yeah, going to space through. I, yeah, I didn't know if you, you, you would do an impression. Maybe just uh, either when he got uh, shot or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of gurgling. A lot of gurgling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did see the porn stars, though. I, I, who was the one you had? One of the porn stars got fired from working at Taco Bell because she worked in Oh, yeah, Lana Wells, yeah. The Lana Wells episode, yeah. That's crazy, crazy. Yeah, you're not good enough to work at Taco Bell. Like, that's ridiculous. That's to drive customers I, to Taco Bell. Yeah, like, that makes me want some Taco yeah. Bell. I feel bad because I, like, she's all mad at Taco Bell, and I had, like, three Taco Supremes earlier. <laughs> I, was, like, I was like, I fucking love Taco Bell. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things where you wish you knew so you could have been eating Taco Bell the whole time during the interview. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I stand by Taco Bell's beliefs. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about what they believe. You know, also, my mom brought that up really about like, Chick Fil A. She's like, she was telling me about it. like Chick. She's like Chick Fil A. Like they're like big. It's like they make great chicken. I don't they make great chicken and waffle fries. Fucking mm-hmm. yeah, so good, so they, good. Like yeah, they, they're so good. They, their food's so good it makes you hate gay people. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> like, everybody's so caught up in my belief. I'm like, I don't care if people think stupid shit. I just want fucking fast, delicious food. What I've said, too, over the years is, is what the fuck does one guy's opinion mean on anything? Yeah. It's not going to change anything. It's not, you know, maybe the guy's an asshole, but that fucking chicken is good. Like, c- come yeah, on. Yeah, no, no wait time. No wait time to drive through. At least I can't. They already know your order and hand it to you. Like, here you go. I'm like, I don't know. 
I don't understand the porn star getting fired from Taco Bell because obviously Taco Bell knew she was in porn when they hired her. So was there just uh, like some fucking sweaty nerd that came in and was like, oh, I jerked off to you last or night. Or did a, a, a customer jerk off as he in, was waiting for his food? Right. And that was a problem. They're like, we can't have yeah, this in Taco Bell's waiting area. Yeah, that was weird. Like, she said, like, people were reporting it a bunch. I think, like, people were, like, reporting the manager. She, like, she told the manager upon hiring, apparently. And then, like, at least from her her story. And then, like, uh, and then she was saying the people in the drive-thru were saying, like, uh, they're just saying, they're, like, reporting her or something. It's, like, it seemed like it seemed like kind of mild for a firing. I felt like maybe yeah. you shot your porn at a Taco Bell or something. And she's been, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't see, like, why somebody would be fired over that. But also, I don't, I don't run a Taco Bell, so I don't know the business. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You still should have, they should, should have put, so. like, a, billboard or something of her like yeah posing this, so, Taco, Bell this Taco Bell has this girl <laughs> right. yeah. imagine doing porn to get fired for Taco Bell and then like they gave like that, ch- that chihuahua from the 90s like a fucking mansion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, like I don't know the chihuahua he just seemed nicer I don't know it would suck too if that was your one like plan on going straight and you you're like gonna you're gonna climb the top of the Taco Bell ladder but your fallback plan was porn it's like yeah I, I tried I tried getting in the corporate world but I, I gotta go back to porn <laughs> back to work <laughs> i was gonna be yeah. a taco bell manager <laughs> <laughs> never give up on your dreams kid no. <laughs> like, i feel like that'd be like a thank you it's like, it's like whenever you're talking, if, if i was ever fired from talk about like thank you i shouldn't be here yes i feel like that would be a job too like if First break, I, I went on my first break, I would never go back to. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Oh. I would just, like, make myself food and leave. <laughs> like, like, all right, perfect. Thank you, guys. Yes. I don't know. I, I did I did the fast food um, when I was 19 for a year. Worst fucking thing in the world. I worked yeah. for McDonald's. It was awful. I had awful. Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't like thinking about those years, but, yeah, I, I've been there, too. I've been uh. there, too. <laughs> yep, we all start somewhere. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you got it. It's, it's kind of like you got it. Oh shit, Anthony, have you ever lost uh, a, a sponsor or anything like that due to due to oh, your yeah. comedy? When I first, when I first started all the time, yeah, it was like uh, like people just like call me names and shit because they get pissed off that I had sponsor. I, like uh, like Vest and Red Hot Ripples, like all these like local comedians at St. Louis, like those are St. Louis brands originally. Anyway, like uh, big St. Louis companies back like in like when St. Louis was a like bigger town stuff. And then like, uh, so a lot of local comedians would get pissed and like, they're like, he's gracious and make up all these like insane claims basically. And then like, uh, those guys are just like, I don't want to deal with this, but now, now everything's kind of going bigger. So it's like, uh, I haven't lost a sponsor in a long time. Cool. Cool. That's all. Yeah. That's what I was hoping to hear. Cause like, it, it's just like, they fold to yeah. anything, anything. Uh, yeah. I feel like they know what they're getting. Most of them know what they're getting into. They become friends of me, of mine and stuff. And I kind of just like end up talking to them over a period of time and got a lot of monthly repeat customers and stuff. Like, so it's going pretty good right now. Cool. Cool. And has anyone ever tried to censor you as far as what you say? Yeah. It's actually, um, that's how I started because uh, the Anthony Rogers show was originally a show with me and Bruce Sweden on, um, on the edge radio out of, uh, fucking, there's some call numbers, some numbers and shit. Too. It was out of, uh, out of Texas. And uh, we went from, like, afternoon show and then went to a morning show because we had the only, like, famous people on the show. Like, we were interviewing the only famous people, and then we had, like, the bigger, biggest show really fast. So in, like, in a couple of months, we went to a morning show. And then the other DJs were getting pissed and, like, kind of jealous and shit. So they tried to make fun of us, and we just posted them so bad. And then, like, like, we ended up getting fired, brought back, and then fired again, basically. 
That is, uh, that's the radio thing. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I worked in radio years ago, and I, I, I forget what happened. But, yeah, I got fired. I have got fired. You piss off, you piss yeah. off a guy that, that is one of their sponsors, and, yeah, you're not, you're not going to stay there. Yeah, you, you'd only be C-minus funny. <laughs> but you got to be like, you got to be like, you know, Trump's bad, and, like, Beyonce's good, and fucking, that's, that's you got you to read the script to him. <laughs> like, Gotta read the script. <laughs> read that script. Do the bit. Do the bit. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was, it was a fun introduction to, to this whole thing, and like I found out I actually like like this shit. So it's like it was good. I would I would have never known I, I'd be I'd be interested in podcasting or radio or whatever the fuck if I didn't try it. Yeah, yeah, that is good. I, like I got fired, and for years I was like, once podcasting started, I'm like, I want to start something, and. So many of my friends or, you know, acquaintances over the years were like, yeah, we'll do something. And they would never, never show up. And then one day out of the blue, Slim uh, asked me if I wanted to. We we did it and we've been going ever since. So it, Seven years, baby. Yeah, man. <laughs> Seven years. That's awesome. Seven years, That's my awesome. friend. Yeah. It's cool. But yeah, now at least you got the taste and, and to know that you, you could do it. So that, that's a good experience. What's your movie, Anthony? Uh, don't watch this movie. Uh, it's a documentary I made. It was originally called Watch This Movie, and then it got banned from Amazon, so I redistributed without editing anything other than the title, and then they accepted it for some reason. They're fucking idiots. And, like, uh, <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's like the same exact movie as Watch This Movie, which I also directed. And, uh, they, they're like, uh, yeah, I just put it out the same movie twice with different titles. Because they censored it. Why, why did they not like watch this movie, but they love don't watch this movie? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think somebody reported it for like yeah, drug use or something, and then like the second time they didn't. <laughs> but you were just asking. You just asked questions of people, and they sent you their videos, Yeah, but people were, like, smoke, people were like smoking weed and like, uh, and like, so I think, I think, I don't fucking, they don't really tell you. These, it was said something. That's the only thing I could think of that they wouldn't like in, in the way the note. Because it gave you like a. Like a message, and it was just like a very vague fucking message, basically saying it's taken off of Amazon Prime because of like this or this or this, and it just fucking, and it was just not. It's not like Jeff Bezos had a conversation with me, it was just like a fucking like random email that you can't even respond to. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, okay, well, thanks for clearing that up. That's how YouTube yeah. is. Yeah, we we upload something to YouTube, and it's just like, yeah, no, you get this super similar, stupid yeah, similar. email. But what were the you you asked? I think six questions, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you want to do in your child? Uh, uh, are you that now? Do you believe in God? Like, do you believe in the American dream? Uh, just shit like that. Like, uh, like, just like, what do you think happens? I, I asked so many questions. I used six of them. Yeah, and then like, it was pretty good. I just wanted to come up with some kind of timeless questions, and I'd make more of a serious film. Like, I was a, uh, and I kind of wanted to do the same. It's like, um, I was in a movie on Netflix called Rampage Present Down. And I was like, the director kind of gave me a good opportunity to like my first IMDb. So I kind of wanted to create the same experience for a bunch of other people. You know. Yes. Yeah, I, I I totally get that. Yeah, and it was it was good. It was uh, I I saw some of it last night. I, I love the questions you presented, and I just love the answers. Like it was it was really cool. Like and everybody either had yeah everybody has an answer to those questions. So I I really thought that was cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, I want to do some more. Just kind of it's kind of I like documentary. It's kind of boring person, but I thought I thought it was a good kind of thing to do. Like just good information. If you're into information, it's good, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do. I love documentaries. I don't know. I don't know what it is about them, but they they are cool. Well, we're kind thing. of the same kind of person being drawn to this kind of like like uh, platform. You know, what I mean, so I imagine like like anyone that would do a show is probably like really into research and information. Yeah, you know? yeah, 
Except for Zuck, Zuck Markerberg. <laughs> Zuck that Markerberg. guy. <laughs> that would be a cool movie. A guy, a guy named Zuck Markerberg, and just his his follies. <laughs> oh, I do love Anthony. Uh, and I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up. You are right wing, and I lean more left, and we've not we've not hated each other at all. We've we've had a great conversation, I feel. No, definitely, man. Yeah, we don't like it's like we can be adults and like have different like free will and like opinions and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they they kind of make you feel like you, you gotta you gotta stab or punch each other <laughs> right. if you're not on the no, same. No, That's it's sad. We even have to point that out. I totally agree. It's like sad that we're in a time right now where everybody's just like babysitting about everything. It's like a bunch of first graders arguing all the time. Yes, that's what I feel like. That's what I feel like is is the the downfall of social media. Like I feel like I don't know if they profit off of it, but like it kind of has gotten to the point where like that's what you see. That's all you see on social media is the arguments, is mm-hmm. is the disagreements, and like what? Why? We were we're all fucking people. We all we all we all. And yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, we you know we're just trying to feed our families or whatever, or make it to oh, the next exactly. check. So yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I did see too, Anthony. I did hear, and uh, we were also labeled. Uh, were you labeled a racist at one point? Oh yeah, like a bunch of a bunch of people called me that when I first started writing, like a like a Harvard Washington Post, a bunch of uh, Gawker, a bunch of big publications that called me racist at one point. Yeah, we 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 had that too. We had a lot of like people like uh, like reviewing us on on YouTube, uh, iTunes. I mean, iTunes, and yeah. uh, same sort of thing. And uh, yeah, no, it's just it's just, we're not racist. We we we're not at all. But we we did get labeled that for a while. It's it's a. That's a, almost insane. It's like an insane claim. It's like the boy who cried wolf at this point. It's like taken away from actual racist at this point. Yes. And it's just like it's just like stupid. It's like it's like you think I care about fucking crayon colors right now? <laughs> Am I fucking four? It was like, like you want to argue about like what the fuck you think I care about black and white people? Like what? <laughs> you think I give? It's just like a, it's like I, an insane argument. I love like I. Love the, I heard you say in an interview, like, you, you had, like, racist people follow you, and they were disappointed that you weren't racist. You were, <laughs> they were amazing. like, oh, yeah, my yeah. God, I, I'm yeah, not yeah, getting but, what I wanted. Yeah, Preston called, yeah, called me racist, and a bunch of people, like, from, like, Kentucky or some shit, have me on Facebook, and they'd be like, they'd be like, they'd be like fuck, he's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't like this guy anymore. Yeah, no. I thought he was one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, too, the, the people that were, at least the people that were calling us racist, they were just like, oh, they're attacking us, so uh, they're racist. Yeah, yeah that's how it was. We were attacking a, uh, a bunch of nerdy white guys. Uh, they're, uh, they're racist. Uh, a comic book uh, show, and they were they were white guys, but yeah, no, we're racist. We're racist yeah. for that. And, like, it's still come up over the years. Like, they still, like, uh, go after everything we post, and it's like those guys are racist. <laughs> what? What? And I, I do. I laugh too because, like, I heard that you talked uh, about having rape jokes, and we do a skit called "Too Many Rapes." It, it, it's <laughs> it's a little skit we do every week, and yeah, no, we don't endorse rape, but there is there is joking about about rape that can be done, and can be done with a wink and a nod, and it's not it's not endorsing rape culture. Yeah, it's like it's like, and even if you endorse rape, like I don't give a fuck. I mean, I personally don't, but I think like um, yes. I think the rape is bad. You know, it's like it's like you can like 
talk about rape and like I guess yeah I guess endorsing would be rape as well. You're pro rape, you're probably an idiot. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right. you would be really really dumb motherfucker if you endorsed it. Yeah. If you were like, I'm yeah. all for that rape. But <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it in a joke. I, th- I was thinking about endorsing that guy's and using it in a joke. But I, then I realized how words work, and I'm like, that's not what we're saying. But no, it's like a. Yeah, no, I feel like um, jokes about anything are awesome, and, and like you do whatever the fuck you want. But like, yeah, if you're actually raping people, I mean, you should, <laughs> you should probably, yeah. you should probably stop. You should <laughs> you tone know? that down. You should dial that back a lot if you are actually doing it. But I like, <laughs> we do that. We do that skit, like I said, and uh, I've actually had listeners contact me and been like, I've gone through the rape, and that's how I deal with it. I deal with joking, like, so that's cool that's to hear. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. And somebody, uh, one time somebody was offended that rape people, and he's like, I'm a rapist, and that offends me. I joke. <laughs> so, wh- about our, our he's s- like, I wanted to say about our skit, the, the interesting about it is that um, every character in the script, they want to be raped, so they're they, willing. Like they, they're, they're only raping for, each other. Yeah, they're, they're only raping, raping each other. They're, they're, and they're asking each other to rape yeah. them, so, you know. Yeah. yeah it's consensual rape. Yeah, yes, that's it. It's, it's allowed in their, in their little In group. their universe. Yeah. yeah, their universe. They live in Rapesville. <laughs> it's just what you do. <laughs> I think I just had some cheesy joke talking about how I didn't know the rape whistles for the victim. Or something. I, was, I was like, I didn't even know it was for the victim. I thought it was for the rapist or something. Just some stupid joke. And then like, it was like not even. It was like not even a good joke. And like they should just point that out. I was like that wasn't a good joke. And I'd be like, probably, you know, good, true. You held right, on to that joke? Good. Yeah, come on, go after the other ones. Like that. Yeah, it's like. I'm like that joke wasn't even good. <laughs> I can even like like say that. Be like that was a shitty joke. You I mean that's more real than saying it's fucking that I endorse rape. That's like insane. I'm like right. I'm like yeah. I guess I guess you can call me pro rape. <laughs> like what? Like what? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. They they reach they reach hard. Some of those people. They're uh, so desperate for an enemy. They just create them out of everyday people. Yup. Oh man, Anthony! It's been a blast talking to you, man. I, I I've loved every every second of it. Well, thanks, man. You you guys owe me, right? You guys are paying me for this. Yeah, it's gonna be in the Slim, mail. Slim's yeah. got a credit card, and I I got. Yeah. I, I'm gonna steal his I'm wallet. Ask, I'm gonna ask you for it, but I'm sorry, but I... I'll get it. I'll get it to how you much, after the show. How much you need, Anthony? Yeah, I got you, ten grand, fifteen grand. Like, what are you looking at? He's, he's got a good line of credit. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a new car. Do you want me to here? just send you that? Like, oh. what? He, he could borrow against the four hundred one k, or he he can do it. He can do it. He can make it happen, Anthony. You guys are hospitable. I appreciate that. Like, this is a real show to go on. Like, the hospitality here. We'll, we'll work with with anybody. We'll, yeah. we'll work with you. Where can everybody find you, Anthony? Uh, don't look me up. I don't. I don't want any. I have too many followers. I don't want what is you, What is your uh, home address? Yeah, can you give us that. My, yeah, my home address is uh, six seven five four. Uh, you can figure out the rest. All right. <laughs> Send me letters and uh, try to stab me. Whatever you want to do. Rape threats. We'll take it all. Yeah. What's your guys' favorite credit card number? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Hold on. Let me pull out Four the credit card oh. in, my, uh, <laughs> in my pocket here. I have a couple of credit cards, but there's one that I really like. <laughs> there's one that has a little platinum. Yeah. It's got that Darth Vader on it. Like, that's a good one. <laughs> it's got a SIM card on it. 
<laughs> I actually just pulled out a credit card, so don't zoom in on that. So <laughs> oh, thank God it's video. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and now everybody knows. Yeah, they know. Anthony, thank you so much for talking to us, dude. It's been a blast. Cool, thanks, man. I appreciate being on the show. No problem, and when it comes out, when it uh, goes up, I'll send you the links. Sounds good, brother. You guys have a good one. You too, my friend. Take care. Later. Robinson Robinson Show. Show. I'm right on time. On the well, you're a minute early. Man, Maria Rose. Ah. <laughs> yes. What's going on, Maria? Well, I was in the middle of watching MJF wrestle on Dynamite, and I decided to call you a minute early. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for that minute. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. You are a podcaster from the wrestling show with Maria and Dennis. Yes, and we've gone from podcasting to live streaming on Twitch, actually. I saw that. Oh. I saw that. Uh, yeah. How is the Twitch? I have a, a buddy at work that always tells me, he's like, I think you should go on Twitch. You should. I mean, I I like being able to interact with people. I mean, you do a live show, though, so you can have people call in and talk. Yeah. I like being able to interact live with everyone, and they can see us. Cool. And is it just for video games? What do you do? You just go on Twitch and you're just like, I'm twitching? <laughs> um, twitching. Normally would live stream AW Dynamite, uh, like a oh. watch along type thing. Oh, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, well, we, we do uh, every now and then we will watch something. So maybe, maybe we could do the Twitch. Yeah, when we do our movie <laughs> shows, we can yeah. do Twitch. We'll, we'll do movie and we'll, we'll drink. And Twitch. <laughs> I think people do movies, too. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You're in, in New Jersey, right, Maria? Yes. Nice. And how did you uh, uh, connect with Dennis? Um, I He just asked me if I wanted to be a part of the BWB team. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then I was writing for them for a while, and then me and him just decided to do a podcast together. BWB, is that Bum Wanting with Bob? Yes. Really? (laughs) I love Bob. He's so cool. We had him on years ago. (laughs) (laughs) He is cool. He is. He's super cool. And uh, as far as wrestling goes, are you guys are you guys like major major fans of nowadays or uh, a certain faction? Um, me personally, I'm more mainstream, like AEW, which is on airing right now. Um, Dennis is very much more into the indie scene, which is um, you have to get streaming service for that mostly. Cool. Um, you know. They're, they're the people you see on AEW now coming up. Um, okay. You don't see them on TV. But, uh, like, for me, I'm an MJF fan, so he went through the indies. Now he's on TV. So every Wednesday I'm glued to my TV watching him. Proud <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> what about the WW? Any, any no WW? Um, I mean, I... I try to keep up with WWE. The product isn't as good as it was yeah, um, right. in the Attitude Era, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's... Um, 
I mean, AJ Styles is there, so there's that. Alexa Bliss, she's adorable. Alexa Bliss is adorable. I'm not going to lie there. She's cute. (laughs) She is. She's easy on the eyes. Wait, so, oh, so you watch WWE then? I do, I do love it. Well, only when my sons are up. I don't watch it when they're uh, not here, but when they're here, it's like, yeah, let's, let's watch Alexa Bliss. Be, be Alexa Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I, she's going to be your new stepmom, guys. That's 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 how I pitch it. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what the other uh, guys are doing, but I kind of think it's cool that they do the virtual like audience on WWE. They do. Um, actually, AEW has uh, seating because they're in the stadium. They're in, um, I don't know where the Jaguars play. Um, they're in the stadium and they have a little side arena and they have spaced out seating for fans. That's cool they're not doing too. anything virtual. Yeah, it's cool. They're outside. It's vir- it's nothing virtual for them, but it is cool how WWE does let people still be a part of the show. And I, I think it's free too. I, that's what I was gonna say because I asked one of my sons. I'm like, does it does it cost anything? And and my son William was like, I think it's free, Daddy. So like, I was thinking when they were up, maybe we'll try to get try to get some seats or whatever it is, some screen time. Well, you got. You got Monday, Friday, and if there's a pay-per-view, you got Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to pay for the Sunday, though? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think so, no. Oh. Wow. See, I would think you would, because it's pay-per-view. Because yeah, so. it's pay-per-view. <laughs> Paper <laughs> I don't something. think you have to pay to pay be in the... <laughs> pay for screen. Oh. <laughs> oh. What uh? What do you have uh, planned for the next show, Maria? Do you know? Um, I'm personally, I, I, our next show is actually, or uh, our next show is actually this weekend. It's um an indie event, and we are live streaming for 24 hours. Cool. That's a lot. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I don't see myself being on the stream for 24 hours. <laughs> so, uh, Dennis may have to figure out a way to go at it himself. <laughs> on that one and i like bring a guest on or something i don't think i can do that one and that's Mm. this weekend that's a that's a long haul that is a long haul i I even told him i said it's 24 hours i can barely make it up past 10 anymore i'm too long (laughs) (laughs) but i want to try we'll see how old are you everybody has to watch how old am i i'm 38 it's not that old it's not that young. It's right in the mids. Mm, mid, almost middle age. <laughs> for wrestling. For <laughs> wrestling, you might not be able to wrestle anymore. But for life, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, no, I'm not, not, not a wrestler. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I don't know. For some reason, hitting uh, 30 was depressing to me. But then hitting 40 was like... It's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> You're already eased in as to how bad 30 was. <laughs> right. Can't get worse from that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're telling me, so you're telling me 40s. Wait, can I curse? Yeah, fuck yes. yeah. Fuck yeah, cursing okay. the fuck up. So I'm not, 
I'm not fucked in my 40s. I was fucked in my 30s. Yeah. I'm almost out of the fuck phase. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yup. You, you, the 30s. That <laughs> fucked you up. But it's going to be fucking cool when the 40s hit. <laughs> was that a cat? I'm sorry. I have cats. Didn't yeah. like that you cursed. I guess you don't curse around your cats <laughs> often. It was like, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say that? <laughs> but Rio, what's wrong? He likes to be on the show. I love it. Cool. Slim's cat kind of hides because yeah. Slim's cat knows what we're, we're up to. And he's like, I'm not being any part of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because he'll be present like before we start the show. Then yeah. as soon as we start the show, he's like, all right, I'm going to go hide. He knows you guys disappear. You guys do your thing. <laughs> That's Got probably... They'll be like... They'll be like, let me on. I want some attention. <laughs> Put me right on. Well, it's probably because there's been shows where we were super drunk and then just turned and started throwing random throwing things at the Candy cat. bars. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And, don't tell me that. Like, wiffle balls. Wiffle yeah, balls. like wiffle balls. Are, uh, what, um, <laughs> what's your cat name? Is your cat name Stone Cold Steve Cat? Stone Cold. It's Socks. Socks? That's a cool cat. Yeah. I have Four. Four. I'm a cat lady. They says it on my bio. I saw that. I saw that bio. <laughs> Crazy cat lady. <laughs> What's your favorite? You gotta have a favorite cat. It, it, well, it sucks. <laughs> on me right now. <laughs> sucks. He's a, a, what do you say? A stage five clinger? Ah. Yes. That's him. Yeah, no, no guys cling to me like that. It's just him. So, you haven't can, talked to Slim yet, right? Can you see? Can you see video of us right now? Or no? Me? Yeah. Can you see our video? No. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna. Oh, because you called him with the phone, not Skype. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna show you a picture of my cat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a picture of his cat last week. He he was sitting with uh, his cat in his lap. And there was a keyboard on top of the cat, and the cat looked so depressed. He, <laughs> he thought he thought he was going to be pet, but it, it was just. Oh shit! <clears throat> God damn! God damn! Any more cat talk, Slim? No, I got nothing. I was uh, trying. I was going to try to find the picture of the cat on the. Uh, I, I, what I find on the keyboard so I can show it to the audience. Every now and then, Slim's cat decides to be sick and costs Slim a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, that happens. Or like the other day, I walked into the house and there was throw up just like scattered about in, uh, in front of the bathroom. So I went grabbed some paper towels. Yeah, right. <laughs> But this usually doesn't happen in this order. <laughs> I go and clean up the throw up, and I, I, I finally get it all cleaned up. It's good. And then I look to the right, and there's just a pile of poop. There's <laughs> cat logs. Oh. Like, oh, part two. <laughs> like, you thought you cleaned it. Here's a little more. Did you gag? I would have. Nah, I just whatever. I I mean, I don't. I'm surprised that you would because you, uh, cats do shit like that. Yeah. So you kind of get used to it after a while. That's right. They do, and I'm still not used to it. But sometimes I'll have my son clean it up for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is your son a wrestling fan, Maria? Okay, my son was a huge wrestling fan. Um, I want to say a year or two ago he turned 13 and it kind of went downhill from there wow. uh like right around when he turned 13 14 he just was like i don't like this it's not fun anymore 
<laughs> like, okay, just leave me hanging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I have to say no. Mm. But um, my sister and my dad still are, so that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. Well, I love to. I love you guys uh, doing the uh, Chic Tweet of the Week. Iron Chic is just, oh, my God, just a wordsmith. Just a wordsmith. I mean, I love doing that. And the whole everything with the podcast. And I want Dennis to go back to, even if we're live streaming, okay, let's do the Chic Tweet of the Week. Yes. Because he is hilarious. I laugh every time. I, I can't get through the podcast. Just like four score seven to- years ago, go fuck yourself. Just, it's just it's yeah. So I, many. I can't get through the podcast just saying mine. Hello. <laughs> I actually had someone tell me recently that the Iron Sheik lives in New Jersey. And I'm like, oh, it's great. I got to look him up. Yeah. And, like, I think That's... it's close to where we are, too. Like, what? Like, I think I might have heard, like, Tom's River. What? So, like, the Iron Sheik might be, like, t- 15 minutes from where we are. What? <laughs> yeah. I am the legend well, of I'm... the earth. I'm in Tom's River. I thought so. You, you're oh. in the seaside, right? Oh, so oh, you're, yeah. like, 15 minutes from I'm... us. <laughs> Literally, like right by seaside. Yeah. yeah, we're in um, well, we're, uh, we're in Tuckerton. Yeah, uh, Little Lake Harbor, that area. Yeah, we're in teeth less zone. <laughs> we have less teeth than you. Oh. Area. Less teeth <laughs> <laughs> per capita. My friend lives in Little Egg Harbor. I'm not gonna comment, but you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. We are right. <laughs> we definitely are. We're not wrong on this one. <laughs> Rob's actually from Barnegat. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Little Egg. So I'm in. I'm in he, the more teeth zone. Yeah, he has teeth. I'm missing all mine. <laughs> <laughs> you only got your front. No yeah. back. He don't That's got it. no molars, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> But we're all near. Well, if you're in Tom's River and we're near Tom's River, we all have to try to contact the the Iron Sheik to see yeah. if he really is in Tom's River. We've got, we've got, we've got He's a... Not in Tom's River. <laughs> I swear, only, someone told me that. No, recently. only Snooky's in Tom's River. Not I'm, Iron. I'm gonna Google this shit. <laughs> Wait, it was so funny you're saying that about like the teeth and everything because people don't look at people in New Jersey that way. They really base every single person in New Jersey off of the Jersey Shore. Yes. Literally. Yes. Like, I get that all the time. Like, so who are you most like on the Jersey Shore? I'm like, nobody. <laughs> oh, nobody anyway. Guess, guess what really question? how we are. They're acting. Yeah, and they're from New York. I When I lived in, and I lived in West Virginia for a few years, and the only questions I got were, have you met Bruce Springsteen or have you met Bon John? Uh, <laughs> John Bon, whatever he is. <laughs> John Bon, wait. John Bon, Bon John, one of those. <laughs> yeah, well, Bon John. Have you met John Bon? <laughs> wait, have you? No, no. But have I worked, you? You're in Jersey. I, I mean. worked, I've worked with the pharmacist who has waited on the Bon John and the bon and the other guy and the and the boss, the boss, whatever he is. Oh, uh, Springsteen. Springsteen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> one of my buddies, Doug. He was a pharmacist, and he ran a pharmacy, and the town he that was in was was one of their towns. It was, it was the Bruce. It was the, the boss. Oh, that's cool. I, think, I mean, I'm a groupie, so I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him telling me they had to, like, rope off entire aisles for the boss to buy some Sudafed. 
laptop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. is, it, is it because is it because he wanted it that way, or because people were coming at him so much? Because there's a big difference. Yeah, I'm sure he just wanted. I'm sure it's just a want. That's not cool. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna read some iron, some iron cheek. If you have a problem with this, you can find me so I can beat the fuck out of your your breath, your fucking neck. I make the Wall Street humble. <laughs> Worse than that jabroni Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Cameraman, zoom it. I love, I love that his beef with the Hogan. Uh. He's from like 1980. He's still going on about it. Tweeting about it. I love it. I feel like, does he get paid to, to do that, Maria? Like, uh, what other, what other incentive could you have? Um, the, the news came down to us that it's not actually him tweeting oh no because it's so it's so spot on for him though um yeah no whoever's doing it he has to be telling them to do it but because yeah. it is like yeah so epic cloris leachman you make the world a happy place forever i love you and the real of the real god bless you forever Wait, I got one here that was an early 2020 uh tweet from the chic uh fuck the president trump before he nice guy, <laughs> now he big douchebag. I make him humble. She's 2020. <laughs> oh, no. Make him humble. I got this one. Go fuck yourself to the moon. <laughs> I can't. I love him. I'd want to meet him. I wonder what you say in person. <laughs> right. Oh, I like this one. Peppa Pig, you dumb son of a bitch. You got a lot of heat with me. I wish I could see you so I could beat the fuck out of you, Jabroni Pig. <laughs> Fucking Peppa Pig. <laughs> it's got 6,000 likes. <laughs> oh, my God. If you are reading this and your name is Hulk, you can go fuck yourself, you day-old donut Jabroni. <laughs> I wonder if Hulk Hogan sees these, you know, like, or knows about it. He's, and he's just sitting home laughing. Or if he's like, I don't want to see if, if, like, one of his, like, friends or employees is like, you got to read this, the, the sheet just said about you, Hulk. And he's like, no, you, you get that out of my face. Oh, uh, are you fine one, Slim? Uh, no. I got, I like ready or not, go fuck yourself. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> it's so simple yet so funny. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is genius. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. God damn it. It's like whenever I go on his Twitter, I can't stop. I can't stop. I just keep scrolling. You can't. It's addicting. Yes. Yes. Well, that's what I feel like. I, we have no Iron Sheik right now. Like, he's, he's, he's the only Iron Sheik. We need a new Iron Sheik. You think, or just who who could possibly take his place? I don't know. I don't know. But that's one thing I've always loved. I've always loved the heel. I I can't get enough. Like I will instantly love the guy that everybody hates. Okay, so then you should know exactly who MJF is because he is take an '80s heel like the Iron Sheik and make him new age. It's MJF. MJF. I mean, yeah, he's not, you know, consistent with his character of Iron Sheik, but he doesn't break character either. Nice. Um, you need to follow him on Twitter because he literally just tweeted out about a kid looking like a drug addict. <laughs> What's his uh, Twitter handle? 
his Twitter <laughs> is, I believe it's at the underscore MJF, but let me check. Why am I putting over him? Yes, it's at the underscore MJF. Cool. I will definitely follow him. You do right need now. to you definitely need to follow him if you're if you like the Iron Sheet. <laughs> yes, cool. Cool. <laughs> I got him. My Maxwell Jacob Friedman following him right yeah. now. Cool, cool. Cool. Yeah, no, I that's one thing like I've turned my sons on to. Like I'm like, I can respect the guy and love the guy that that wants to be hated. I, I don't know why. And I love them and just just to piss everyone else off, but then a month in, I will actually love them. Like it just it's happened so many times. So many times. Kurt Angle was definitely one of them. Just the the prick that Kurt Angle was and then like I would just love him to piss my friends off, and then like a month in, I'm like, no, he's the best. He's the best there is. And I think that's what's tough being a heel because everyone, your goal is to get everyone to hate you, and they hate you so much that they end up being like, wow, I hate him so much. I actually love that he does his job right. So they end up <laughs> loving them. It's yes. like it doesn't work anymore. Do you guys do um, interviews, Maria? Dennis does interviews. I've not gotten a chance to interview anybody. Um, he does interviews, so uh, don't ask me who he's interviewed. I was gonna <laughs> he say he doesn't tell me. Oh, I was gonna say who would be one of your uh, favorite people to interview. Um, I, I the only person that I want to interview mainstream wrestler is MJF. I was really. gonna say MJ. Um, huh? I was gonna I was gonna guess MJ. MJF. Yes. <laughs> I I met him in character and that was very embarrassing. Why? I don't know. I don't know the word to say it was fun, but I was like, holy shit, he's really fucking me. Um <laughs> Oh no, what did he say he, to you, Maria? <laughs> oh, he signed my autograph for to whore. <laughs> he asked me my name and then it's no! a video. I'll, maybe I'll send it to you if I can find it. Yeah. Of the whole meet and greet. <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> when I tell you in character, he, st- he stays in character. Then I walked around awesome. to take a picture with him, and he'd only let me get half a picture. Um, <laughs> What's half a picture? Did he, like, dodge <laughs> yeah. as you were hitting the button? His, somebody was taking a picture for him, the, ha- the handler at the table, and... They like I was only allowed to have half of his face in the picture. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like half of you in the photo. Or no, it's only half, half of him. him. Half of him. Wow. He's got it down then. <laughs> wow. He is. He's um, something. He, he comes with a warning. And I know we're not doing meet and greets anymore, but, you know, yeah. like on my meet and greet ticket for him, I, I had a couple meet and greets that were normal. And my one for him was like, you know, basically like we're not responsible for whatever happens when you meet MJ. <laughs> wow. You might end up with a whore autograph. <laughs> and I definitely did. And he was I walked around the table, he's like, Don't touch me. I'm like, I'm not gonna touch you. <laughs> <laughs> So but I had to meet. I had to meet him in character. It was great. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. Nice, nice. 
God. So as as somebody who hasn't interviewed people, would you like to practice your interview skills by interviewing this guy we have who is a uh, famous internet rapper? He's not famous, Maria. Don't believe him. When? Right, right now. Like right I now, mean, you just ask him any question and he'll answer. He could be here at any moment. Yeah, he just shows up. He's a piece r- of shit. Randomly, yeah. He's a piece yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh my god. What would you ask a famous internet rapper? A famous internet rapper? Yeah, like well, what, what would you how, ask him? How did you get famous? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. So I got famous by dropping my first album. It went viral. Yeah. How'd you go viral? I can't even make a TikTok to get over 100 views. How did you go viral? Yeah, well, Are obviously, really because Can what I, I do, <laughs> because obviously what I do is better than anything you've done. Yeah. I- <laughs> okay, well, I'm richer than you are, so. Yo, I doubt matter. that. I make like billions of dollars and stuff. <laughs> Yo, check this out. You ever drop a rhyme like this? Yo, I'm on the phone with Maria Rose. She's like a rose, but I'm Rosier. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, that's terrible. All I know, Maria... Yeah, what do you mean terrible? That's amazing. You can't get any lower than this. <laughs> it can only be better from here on out. Like, that's all I, I can tell you. <laughs> was that the, the rapper that I just interviewed? You did. Yeah, that was the rapper. You did. And, right. Yeah, you got it. So you, so that's your experience. So you should be more yeah. uh, confident when you go into a real interview. <laughs> he didn't call you a whore. That's all I know. He didn't call you a whore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I knew I was gonna get something, but I didn't know I was gonna get that. I was yeah. like, I'll, take I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> Maria! Thank you so much for talking to us. It's been a blast. Thank you, thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. And uh, where can everybody find you? Everybody can find me on either Twitter or Instagram at Maria Ro- Maria underscore Rose, M-A-R-E-A underscore Rose. E-A. Sports? Both handles. <laughs> Why the E-A? E-A. E-E-A? Oh, because my, my regular name, M-A-R-I-A, was taken. <laughs> oh, okay. I got gotcha. I just put Re in there because <laughs> that's my nickname. Gotcha, gotcha. Thanks, Maria. When this goes up, I'll send you all the links to the to the links uh, to the to, to the stuff. All right, thanks, guys. Enjoy no the problem. rest of your night. You too. Have yeah. a great night. All right, thanks. No problem. See ya. Bye. Bye. Having some show. Frankie, what's up? What up? What is up, Frankie <laughs> McDonald? Frankie McDonald! He's not your average McDonald! He's a better McDonald! He's like a Big Mac plus one! A double quarter pounder plus one! Chicken chenders! Chicken chenders! How are you, Frankie? Hello guys, I'm doing great so far. I'm back for another my first appearance on Rob Slim Show in 2021. Last time I was on Rob Slim Show, that was the week before Christmas. That was not this yeah, week. Yeah, that was too long that ago. That was a while ago. And how was Christmas, Frankie? Ago. 
What did you get? Our Christmas and New Year's went great and things like that. I got a new computer chair. Yo, can you show it off to us? Does it have your... speakers? Let's see it. Oh, it, is... oh, oh, it looks better. It's, it is. it's better than my chair. But... Yeah, some chair is not. I only saw the corner. Oh, there's the other corner. Yeah. Yo, Frankie McDonald. He's got a new computer chair. It looks like it's leather. And it's comfortable. Chair! Computer chair! Frankie! I got a new computer chair for. I got a new Samsung Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. Oh, that's cool. How's your world tour? Myself. How's your world tour going? I'm working on it. That means when I, I will, I'll be going to every country in the world. Yeah. What's the best country in the world? I'll be seeing you guys in person. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, Robin Slimmer is the best country yeah, in the world. Yeah, we should start it. We should secede. <laughs> we should have our own country. Yeah. No taxes. The country of New Jersey. Uh-huh. Robin Slim. Yeah. What, 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 uh, what are you planning for the world tour, Frankie? I'll be performing on stage, dancing on stage with women. I'll be dancing, giving old speeches, doing speeches about my Daisy early life, things speeches. like that. I'll be doing comedy skits on stage. The women are what I want to know about. Yeah, you what? got women that are going to do some speeches? Are any women... Uh, dancing. Yeah. yeah, they're dancing. They, any, ain't, they any, ain't doing speeches. Any they woman in particular? <laughs> yeah, they can't talk. They can only dance. That's how I feel about women. Mwah. How big... Hey, how big... Do it's they got cold big movies? It's Sydney, Nova Scotia right now. It's wind is picked up. It's windy and cold in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Sydney, Nova Scotia is in southeastern Canada. It's in eastern Nova Scotia. It's in Cape Breton Island. It's in southeastern Cape Breton Island. What's the best weather for boobies? That's a good question. Yeah. What uh is one of the women that are gonna be dancing? Are they named Cindy? Nova Scotia. S I N D Y. S Y D N E Y. That's the name of a city in Nova Scotia that it's used to be the one of the women that are Canada dancing. back in the nineteen fifties. The fifties. Uh, she's are, an older lady. Yeah, they got a little marks. <laughs> they got a couple marks on those fifties. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, sometimes she's the fifties. She's in like her early hundreds. They're still rocking. They get they get them pumped pumped back up. Yeah. And and a lot of people used to go to Sydney, Nova Scotia to work in the steel plant. Back in the fifties and the sixties, no more steel plants. What about the plants? Any... What about why? Why aren't people working in steel plants anymore? They make money back then. That's... But they don't make money anymore. No. they made it all back then. They don't need it now. They don't need that money anymore. It's all that iron shit nowadays. The iron chic. Yeah, <laughs> iron chic. Sydney steel plant is now old. Sydney tar ponds is now Opener Park. They cleaned tar ponds in 2010, 2011, Parks. 2012. And Opener Park first opened in 2013. So they and the used, other side of Opener Park opened in 2015. They used to make steel. Now they grow grass. Now they grow grass. Steel. They're all into that nature shit. Mm. Yeah. In August 2014. What do you think of the? Uh, do you like wrestling, Park. Frankie? Frankie, are you a fan of wrestling? Yes, I watched it on television. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ooh. and Dave Wrestler. And Undertaker retired last year. He did. I was sad. I didn't know that. He used to be a wrestler. He did and that he cool match. He's still wrestling. What about that? What is that chick, Lexi? What, what is her name? Lexus Bliss. Lexa Lexus Bliss. Bliss. You like the Lexus yeah. Bliss? She loves yeah. me, Frankie. 
Uh, yeah, Robin Slim, Frankie, and Alexis Bliss live show. Hey, everyone, go watch Frankie McDonald on Frankie and Dylan show on Cable14.com every Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. Dylan is awesome. Half an hour. How's Dylan doing? Eastern time every Thursday. How's Dylan doing, Frankie? He's doing great, Silver. You have to get him on your show again. I would love to have him on again. Where has Y'all Frankie, y'all Frankie, what happened to that guy, Pete? I don't like him. And did you hear about that? And I'll be back on a Robin. I'll be back on a Frankie and Dylan show. That was great. Yeah, only Dylan. Only Dylan. How's your dad doing, Frankie? Is your dad okay? He's raising money for. He is raising money for COVID nineteen. Wait a minute. He's raising money Mm -hmm. since he lost his job. Why did he lose his job? Because of the boss. The boss? Like Bruce Springsteen? Or the boss? No, the, the boss of the building told, laid him off. Yo, why did why, why the boss lay him off? Was he like, you he, ain't good he enough? He like him. I don't like Bosses him. Bosses suck. Bosses are real dicks. Yo, I love your dad. He, he makes some good music. Your dad does make some music, right, Frankie? Yes, on SoundCloud. It's good music. Is is he gonna lose his home, or are you gonna sneak him in your house? Uh, he's gonna look for an apartment himself. And he's here with that Monica Boulier. She lives in Bonaventure, Quebec. She's a really, 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 really best friend of mine. Monica Boulier lives in Y'all Quebec. Y'all got big boobies? Big fucking Bouliers, <laughs> huh? Boulier. That's a French last name. Y'all Boulier, friends for big boobies. Yeah. He loves drizzling on the yeah. bouillies. Yeah, so Frankie, I was wondering, since your father is like homeless and stuff, and since he's a really good musician, so I think he should be making the same money as me, which is like billions of dollars. I know? think you should do a song yeah. for it. Yeah, I was wondering if he'd, if he'd be willing to go live with me and like collaborate and, and like write some songs or something. Yeah. He a rapper? Y'all listen to this. Me and Frankie's dad, we good pals. We the palliest of the pals. And one day, we decided we gonna power it up and do some music. You know? And he was really into the acoustics, and I was really into the raps. And he was like, yo, Driz, and I was like, yo, Frankie's dad. And he was like, I don't think acoustics and rap go together. And I was like, nah, you ain't, you ain't know. And he was like, ain't in a word, it ain't in the dictionary. And I was like, you ain't know. I was like, listen to this. Frankie's dad just strummed some shit. So he strummed some shit and it sounded like this. And then I was like. Yo. We in this world and it's kind of dark And I want to bring some light to it I want to bring a bright light A light brighter than the sun I'm gonna bring a light brighter than the sun And I'm gonna do that with Frankie's dad Yeah, me and Frankie's dad are gonna bring a light Brighter than the sun to this world We're gonna cure the COVID We're gonna cure the COVID With a light that's brighter than the sun Because what you don't know is that light cures COVID. That's the only thing they put in the vaccine. They put a little bit of light. 
but it's not sunlight It's light that's brighter than the sun And let me tell you something That light brighter than the sun That's the light in my heart The light in my heart is brighter than the light in the sun And the only person that's ever brought that light up Frankie's dad Me and Frankie's dad We gonna cure the COVID Because he ignites the light in my heart when he strokes my cock. He, he ignites the light in my heart because of the love in his words and the movement of his hands. In your bun. Sometimes. He puts his hand in my bun And it makes the light Even brighter than the light Than that other light When his hand is in my bun When Frankie's dad's hand is in my bun It stars brighter than a star I don't know how you star brighter than a star But you'll find a way While your hand's in my bun That's right it's the brightest light Brighter than the sun Brighter than the stars No one Will ever be any brighter Until he stuck his tongue Down my throat And then it got brighter And it was another brighter It was like the brightness Of the center of the earth Have you ever been to the center of the earth? I didn't think you have But it's bright It's really bright it's Like your eyes will burn out yeah. Hey, I sent you, I you, I can send you a video to Monica. How do we you see? You can put the Von Robinson show, Monica Bouye. Yeah, let's let's like, check that out. I want to see the boobs. <laughs> I want to see the boobs. What about Monica? Watch the videos, of Monica. Mm, How I do this? I mm. love doing the boobies. Yo, I gotta figure out Skype one of these days. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh. Yeah, I don't. Oh, there it is, chat. Yeah. Yo, keep playing that music. I gotta do a song about. Hi, oh, there she is. Hi, Kajen. Hi, Kajen. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Where's your boobies? Um, yeah, she only hi, showing like our head. Hi, Hold on, I'm gonna pause this. I'm gonna make sure that my fans see. My fans. Where's boobies? <laughs> Y'all play a hot beat for me. You got the video, Monica. You're yeah. gonna put it on Robinson's yeah. show. Yeah, we're gonna play it right now. It's on Bass Guy Show. Hi, Bass Guy. Hi, Kajen. Hi, Bass Guy Mom. Y'all, Frankie Hi, and Monica. I'm Frankie. Yeah, she pointed at Frankie. Monica, and now he's saying hey, that Frankie. he's doing great. And she kissed him. <laughs> and oh my god, it just got hard. It was the hottest thing I've ever seen. Yo, look at Monica. She really into the Frankie. I wonder what she did with him. Y'all, no, she's super hot. Yeah, she blow on me a kiss, but she I'm really want to give that kiss to Radio Frankie. Show. Yeah, Base Guy Radio Show. And that's uh, Monica. Yeah, Monica. Yeah. Frankie. I'm with the Base Guy. Yo, what up, Base Guy? Yeah, Base Guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Base Guy. Your mouth is so wide open, I want to stick my cock in it. Yo, Base Guy. My cock will fit. Really nice in your mouth. That was good. 
wait, we don't want to reveal numbers. How do I fix that? What is your favorite song, Frankie, of this? Yo, he's showing us more stuff or something. Yo, some photos. Preview. Frankie and I went to go get a Christmas tree. We were looking for the biggest, the uh, thickest, the uh, hardest, the uh, prickiest Christmas tree that you could find. There weren't any in the Christmas field. So we had to go to another field. We had to go to a sex field. You can only find the thickest, biggest, prettiest, and hardest Christmas tree in a sex field. You would think you'd have to go to a Christmas field, but no, no, it's in a sex field. So let me tell you about the sex field. We went into the sex field and there was just a lot of guys standing really thick. They were very diverse. There was a couple of white guys, cause you always need a white guy. A couple of black guys, cause they look cooler. A couple of yellow guys. I don't get the yellow guys, they're just yellow, it's kinda weird. So Frankie and I went around and stroked a couple of the guys. And every guy I stroked, I was like, hey Frankie, let's check out this skinny white guy. And we stroked him. And Frankie was like, nah, not hard enough. So we went to the yellow guy and I stroked him. And Frankie, he was like, nah, not enough pricks. Then we went to a black guy and I stroked him and Frankie was like, nah, way too thick. So I didn't know what to do and I moved my head around and then suddenly I saw it. I was like, Frankie, let's go to that red guy. Yeah, so we went to the red guy and I stroked him and Frankie was like, yo, he's perfect. Yeah, so we took the Indian, I mean red guy home and we decorated him. It was fucking cool. We put a lot of feathers on him and put a turkey at his feet. Yeah, and it was the coolest. Red guy with some feathers and a turkey at his feet. And then Frankie was like Driz and I was like, what's up Frankie? He's like, well, we put it on the top. I go, I don't fucking know Frankie. And he's like, you gotta put a totem on top. He's like, okay, whatever. So we put a totem on top and that was our Christmas tree. Yeah. I'm gonna show you a video, start sharing. Yeah, share right now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Frankie. Happy birthday to you. Yo, Monica got those blues. Yo, what is she, German? German or something? Frankie, c'est à ton tour 
de te laisser parler d'amour. How good will that say if you were thinking of that? Happy birthday! It would be like, oh, you be That was cool, Frankie. That was totes. Monica. Yo, is that my buddy Petty Bear? Yo, what up, Petty? Don't listen to Monica. Listen to me, baby. Yo, wake up. I'm showing you another video of Monica now. Yeah, that's good. Frankie and Monica, they went to the beach without Pete. Pete was so sad that he didn't get invited to go to the beach with Monica and Frankie. So Pete, good old Pete, went to his garage and found his thickest rope. And he tied it to the ceiling, one of the poles in the ceiling, one of the things he could connect it to in the ceiling. And he wrapped it around his neck. He stood on a chair and he jumped off and nothing happened. The rope wasn't tight enough. He was still okay. How? Y'all have more. <laughs> now I'm going to show you another video of Monica. Yeah, <laughs> let's get Monica. And I'm getting her now, too. Yeah. Where did you get her videos? Yeah, why don't you give her a call? Where do we get her videos? Where can can you can you call her for us? Yeah, That's can we a talk? lot of Monica's. Yo, can we talk to Monica? Yo, is this Monica? Does she send you dailies? Yo, is this a video? Yo, can you just call her? Yeah, give me her number. <laughs> Yo, her Skype or something? Come on, Frankie, you best friends. Give her a call. Beefs. A little bit of a ring. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, Pete. Didn't know what to do after the rope. Didn't really finish him off. So he went out to the city. And he found some tough looking guys. Who he assumed were criminals because their skin color was a very dark brown uh, so he was like these guys will probably kill me if I try to do something so he went up to them that's Pete he went up to the very dark brown skin characters in the city and he was and he was like yo guys hey guys yo what's up and they were like yo look at this white guy and he was like yeah that's right i'm this white guy trying to like start shit or something with you and the dark brown skinned guys were like all right little white guy and they fucking ripped off their pants and they took him down and they fucking choked him with their cocks 
They choked him with their cocks. Yo, and after... I'm Frankie McDonald. You're and after the three or four chokings of their cocks, MP was filled with Soma's cum. There was Soma's cum in his throat. He thought this was the end. And it wasn't. <laughs> he was still alive. What did Pete do next? Yeah. That was Monica again. Not Pete. <laughs> Yeah, Monica's a, seems Monica's like a real uh, sweetheart. Definitely not Pete. <laughs> I love her. It's Monica. Yes! Pete. Frankie, what happened to Pete? He's doing good so far. Oh, oh. so far. And how was your day, guys? And did you hear about that? On the I've heard all show. about that. That means that the next time I'll be on Robinson's show, that'll be on last Wednesday in February. <laughs> no. I don't know, Frankie. I think maybe March. I think maybe I fucked. February. March. Yeah, March. I think maybe March. That means you have to get Base Guy on your show again and Del Natak. Love Del Natak. Love the Base Guy. Yeah. <laughs> How's Joe Biden? Over in Japan, they're getting really cold weather sat for a hog and egg Japan. Is that Joe Biden's fault? Why did Joe Biden make that happen? That's fucking Joe Biden. It's fucking shit up. I got that. AIDS. You do? I got AIDS. Oof. I got it's AIDS. Yeah, I got AIDS. Oof. I got yeah. AIDS. Yeah. Where did he come from? I got AIDS. Oof. I got AIDS. I got AIDS. And how does it affect you? Joe Biden. I'd like to introduce another girl, Stacy oh, Burke. She was the yeah. Playboy Mansion. Here's why I'll go now. We're getting naughty right now. Show me the new girl. Yo, I got oh. this guy. His name's Pervy the Clown. Yeah, <laughs> Pervy will take her in anytime. He's... He can hook him up for you. Hook you up. And did you hear about that? And then I got more news for you. News? It's pretty cold me. about Sydney right now, but it's windy. It's Cindy. It's a windy Cindy? Cindy Windy. Cindy it's windy Windy has it's big boobies. It's right next boobies. to Atlantic Ocean. Cindy Windy has big boobies. I'm right next to Atlantic City, which has the titties. Ooh, right next to Atlantic Cindy Windy has big boobies right next to Atlantic City. With the big titties! With the big titties! How about those titties? Middies. Liddies. Yeah. Frankie, we gotta go, but we love Frankie, you. Frankie, love you. We're gonna wrap this up. Where can everybody find you? Best of luck, yeah. I'm Frankie Dow. You're oh, listening to Robinson's the best show. Luck. You are. Love you. I will return. You will. You will always be with always us. Always be part of our, our soul. Thing. You, let soul. Me, you let me know when it's the next Rival Slim we show will. for me. I will. It may Frankie. not be February, but it may yeah. be March. I feel like it's going to be because we're only doing two shows a month right now, Frankie. So I, I might have So So February. still, you're still going to be like every four You're's, shows. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
And you'll get base guy on again. Yeah. yeah and um, the base guy. Um, Dylan. Dylan. Dylan attack. Love the Dylan. Love the Dylan. All right. Have a good night, Frankie. Have a good winter. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. See you guys next month. Hopefully less next te- week. technical difficulties. God, I, I wish we could suck on each other. I want to suck on you too. I'm gonna suck you so hard. Suck me. C- can we do this? Are, are we allowed to do this? I don't care. I just want you. Fuck all of this. Let's just get the hell out of here and be whatever the fuck we want. That's evolution. That's progress. I want a family. Can we have a family? Yeah. I'm more alive than I've ever been. Oh. <laughs>